0: Listening Dog Media. This podcast
1: is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and a warm welcome to the Offside Rule. It's me, Kate Forse, back woohoo, from a little sunshine break. And I'm so pleased that as I've walked off the Eurostar. And into the West End of London, I have been affronted with the faces of Lindsay Hooper and Haley McQueen. Hello. Loving
2: the energy. You can tell she's
1: had a nice holiday, can't you, Haley? Bonjour. We're all sounding like <laughs> dilapidated already. Well, I tell you what, Lindsay, I missed your French phrase book oh. over in France. I could really have done with your linguistic skills. Well, you. if you were listening to the podcast while you were away, you'd have heard the, uh, I did, the montage. Yeah, yeah, I did. And that will stay <laughs> with me forever. If you've not heard it, go back to episode one of this season. OK, well, let's formally introduce the ladies here in the studio with me today. In this third episode of The Offside Rule for the new season, the lady who's been recently selling a staircase on eBay because that's where we all buy them, right? Especially the wrought iron ones. I made a killing. It's, well, yeah. watch this space for that. Let me first tell you who that is. Well, you know, don't you? It's Premier League 5 Live final score reporter and bungalow project manager Lindsay Hooper. woo woo How much do you make? Uh, About grand. What? Yeah. So if anyone's missed this, Lindsay Hooper's bought a bungalow, as you know, (laughs) but also been selling a staircase on eBay. I just would love to know what happened when the person came to pick it up. I wasn't there for that bit, but apparently he was
2: minted and he was using the staircase to go down to his private cinema room.
1: And so are you, Minted now. There you go. Alongside Lindsay, a woman who could pop at any moment. The doula's on speed dial. We've got clean towels and smelling salts to hand, as well as a critically acclaimed playlist of calming dolphin noises. From a night on the tiles at Sky
0: Sports, it's uh, Hayley McQueen. Yes, it is me. I've smuggled a football. (laughs)
1: Listen, you have the longest-legged baby in utero ever, as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, it's one big ball of legs in that tummy right now. It's got
0: very long legs and it's got a big fat belly. LA. It's nice and healthy. That bodes well for a future football career, though, yeah. surely. Well, both you and your other half
1: are tall. And of course, yeah. there is a fantastic footballing history
0: in the McQueen yeah. family. So the odds look good. Perhaps it's worth a little visit down to the bookies. For Possibly. This one. Mm. However, I'm in a bit of a conundrum about who it is going to... I say it, it's terrible, isn't it? Who baby is going to potentially represent. Because obviously, it'll be born in England. Yeah, I was going to ask this. Yes. yes. Yeah. You've got so to have this it could qualify for England. I am actually technically English. I was born in Manchester, but my dad would never forgive me if I hadn't followed the Scottish national team, the team he proudly played mm. for, the country he played for for many years. So I have always followed Scotland, the underdog, my whole life. But my other half is Turkish-German. So it's oh, like a, what I it's couldn't a, a little Mesut Ozil, a little Emery Chan. It mm. could represent any of these four teams. Countries.
1: Well, I yeah. suggest you wait and see how good each team is Yeah. when the little baby is older. Six. <laughs> okay. Six, we're going to decide the baby's future mm-hmm. in terms of international okay. allegiance. Okay. 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 Lindsay, you sent me a pic of your new kitchen, your bungalow kitchen whilst I was on holiday, and I can only imagine that's what the kit room at Selhurst Park looked like in the late 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> is it still in that... It dishevelled states. It's all plastered now. And oh. you talk about the, the success on eBay. I also sold
2: an old conservatory on there. Oh,
0: my what? God. What? <laughs> an old conservatory?
1: <laughs> like, again, who came to pick it up? And what did they pick it up in? Oh, It was a man on a moped. He just popped it on the... But No, he didn't. But No, on. a guy who bought a trailer, apparently, and packed it all in. Um,
2: everyone's very happy. I've had good feedback on that very famous <laughs> website. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if anyone wants to try and find Lindsay Hooper's eBay profile feedback, I am I'm desperate to find out about the Conservatory and the Staircase. You won't find feedback. it now.
2: You won't find it.
1: Oh Well, that's for me. I'm having a baby too. A cheese baby. Hayley's, ah. Hayley's look. She was like, <laughs> A cheese baby. That's right. I've had enough French goat's cheese and fine red wine. To last me a lifetime in France. Oh. And what sport did I watch over in France, Lindsay? Cricket, probably. Were oh no! Come on, the play the game. What sport did I watch over there, Lindsay? French La balls. Lacrosse. If we were to pick out your little French phrase book, French balls. No. If I if if I was to pick out your World Cup French phrase book, what sport did I watch over there? Le foot. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I did uh, catch up. Well, in fact, keep caught up with the football over there. Well, before we get into the show, I just wanted to let everyone listening know that we're now on Jack Radio Friday nights from seven o'clock. Jack is available online and now it's on digital radio too. And you can follow us outside of listening time at Offside Rule Pod on both Insta and Twitter as we keep across everything this season. Let's crack on, shall we, now, ladies? Because in today's show, we're talking Take That. Not back for good or the greatest day that players that are shine, shine a light. Is that how it goes? On your face. Uh, <laughs> really? uh, I, shall, I shall go back on that and say, but players that are shining now they've moved on. We've got the world in motion after that as we're heading to the movies to see some of our favourite footballers on the silver screen. That's all to come on the Offside Rule. First up, let's go Eurovision. The transfer window may have shut on the Premier League, but not in Europe, including Scotland. This means there could be some tense moments ahead in some of the English clubs as they wait to see if any of their key players might yet still get raided. So who's in danger? Lindsay Hooper. Well, there are big
2: names that people are talking about, like Ericsson at Spurs, Alexis Sanchez at Manchester United, who uh, strongest link now is with Inter Milan for him. So there's some big names that could be moving on. Marcus Rojo as well. Manchester United being linked with Valencia, I believe, Hayley. And finally, David Zappacosta from Chelsea, who you were on the late shift. Sky Sports Mm. News, breaking news. Mm. He's got on loan too. Roma. Ah. But I actually wanted to talk about a couple of other links within this European transfer window. One is more club-based because Monaco just seemed to be buying everyone. And the other is a club that I think could still be raided, which is Leicester City. So I'm going to give you both angles. Monaco, so they've had Lamina from Southampton. So he was linked with Wolves. I was getting quite excited he might be coming to us. But he agreed personal terms, left Southampton to go to Monaco. And now Monaco, um, they've also taken on Slimani. Um, from Leicester City, season-long loan. And they're being linked with others. So you look at Leicester City, Rashid Gazal actually joined from Monaco, so the other way round, but wondering whether he might go back there again. Also at, at Leicester, Andy King, he's gone... to to Rangers and then there's some other players that I think they could still lose maybe not ones that Leicester City fans will be completely in turmoil over because they've not had regular first time minutes but Papi Mendy um, has been linked with a lot of interest from France so could go out during this window also Ren and AC Milan have been linked with Adrian Silva now I think that's the one that probably will happen he's been expected to leave hasn't he all summer so I think that Silva could be on his way out whether it's Ren or AC Milan we'll wait to find out but it's interesting that European transfer window, how it works for some people more than others. It looks like Monaco have just made a killing,
1: really, with with all the signings they've made. They have jumped in, haven't they? What about Pogba? Do we think he's settled at United or might he still go?
0: It's a funny one, this, because... For a long time, I just thought, well, he's obviously on his way out. He's on his way out. He's on his way out. We've heard various family members coming to say that if you know a deal is done, it has to be the right deal for him. If he's going to go to Real Madrid, it has to be on his terms. Uh, I don't think the penalty miss is going to help him. Maybe- it wasn't a penalty miss. It was a penalty save. Yeah, that is true. That is my yeah. bugbear. But it wasn't taken very well. He shouldn't have taken it. He doesn't score penalties very well. I'm not going to get back into this no. again. However did that knock a few quid off his big fat price tag that he's hoping to get. But he does seem happier at the club when you watch him training. And obviously there's, there's, there's been this awful situation with him being racially abused on social media, but that really was, showing her, yeah, the, yeah, the team spirit And his teammates coming together to say, you know, you attack Pogba, you attack us all.
1: Yeah. And that actually might have helped in terms of him feeling ingratiated, him feeling ingratiated within that squad. Mm. But it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you you could argue looking at it on one side that his head looks like it could be elsewhere or perhaps not in it 100 percent yet. You're going to have to get to that point sooner or later because it's going to affect the team and it's going to affect the player. No one likes to be in limbo, do you? Mm. So with all of this, you know, even though our windows slam shut, this, this must be horrible for managers who can take advantage, I suppose, and offload players. We know Tottenham have got a few to offload as well. Offload players who perhaps they haven't been able to do business for yet. But at the same time, you just want a settled team. You don't want anyone to spring any surprises. And it means that people like Pogba and Ericsson, it just continues.
0: What a, bit a nightmare now, because we all thought, oh, great, managers have all agreed. Well, most of them that this was a good thing. They all wanted the window shut before the start of the season. They didn't want it going on for the month with, you know, constant post match interviews about individuals. And if someone was on the bench, did that mean that he was leaving? And it was a bit of a mess for Sky Sports. It was brilliant because it's constant speculation that adds the excitement at the beginning of the season who's going to be here, who's not. Tinking around with your fantasy football team on edge, thinking who's going to be leaving, who's not. So it has taken that element of things away. But the fact that the European leagues and Scotland as well are still open, is kind of pointless because it is we're still because, going through the, yes. the turmoil of, well, players is going to be leaving, but... We're not able to replace these players Mm. with players. And then, obviously, like Manchester United planning for, well, if Pogba goes and Lukaku go, we have to get somebody in. And then, if they don't, you're looking at, you know, three or four players who you hadn't imagined being there for the season and having to pay their wages every week.
1: And doesn't this just play to the strength that the player now has? The manager can't do anything. He can't sign anyone. But the player, ultimately, the ball's back in the player's court. The player now has the ability to, you know, suggest or force or try and influence and move away from the club. And the manager can't do anything about it. So you have to look at this about whether this gives them player power. Well, you could argue the other way that by not having
2: that that ability to say well this is the person that you could bring in to replace me you know th- there will be a lot of agents that that do moves off the back of another one coming yeah, in course. in order to release another so it is treated now that the business has been done and it's surplus to requirements yeah. people isn't it that's the players that are now being shipped away but you know ones on very very big wages the ones that we're talking about the most you know Pogba, Ericsson, Sanchez they're on huge huge wages but surplus to requirements I mean people were saying that you could actually make a team of all these huge megastars huge that seem to be <laughs> surplus at the A, moment. A couple
1: of Spurs players from me and then I want to grab some from you, Hayley. Toby... Eld as well, he has got a £25 million release clause. So a bargain, really. It's amazing no one snapped him up. Um, Could be a late cash offer in for him, perhaps. He's just got 12 months left on his contract, like Christian Eriksen. Jan Vertonghen left out against Villa. He was on the bench, wasn't he, against City. Uh, The Villa decision, Poch said, was tactical. But if I was a club abroad, I'd love to get Vertonghen. I think he could be a really canny signing for someone. And if Spurs is raided... Then suddenly, Potch is having to deal without quite a lot of, you know, players like Vertonghen, who are reliable. They aren't. They aren't bad. They may not be, you know first choice starters but they are there's
2: such good options to have Another player that was linked away was Manuel Lanzini with West Ham and I, I actually interviewed him yesterday we weren't talking about anything to do with that but just part of his answers he kept saying about how he was really happy at the club and wanting to stay there and actually it's hard to believe because when, when he told me five seasons at the club uh, which seems yeah. to have flown by yeah. um, and he's, been, he's also become part of the 100 club for Premier League appearances and, and he seems to be really Really happy. So I think West Ham fans can breathe a sigh of relief because I think he's shown since coming back from injury, those first two couple of games, got an assist last time out against Brighton, that he has got that talent, hasn't he? And I think with Haller up front now, Chicarito, you know, he's the sort of player that's going to supply them. The Hayley.
0: Yeah, well, uh, again, at uh, Spurs, there's Wanyama also yes. linked with a move to Club Bruges. Club Bruges. So and that th- looks like it's going to happen, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and th- they want to recoup the 11 million that they paid. Southampton. Yeah, he's been there for three years, but he's completely slipped down the pecking order. And now that they've got uh, new signings, uh, Los Celso and Undombele as well, he's definitely surplus to requirements there and they'll probably be quite happy to offload him. But again, being clever to make sure you've brought that cover in before losing a player like him. Yes, I know £11 million is not exactly £100 million, but it's still a lot of money for a club like Tottenham for sure. Perhaps they'll build build that cheese room, just
1: sort of thinking of yes. my cheese addiction. <laughs> so you, can, um, so you perhaps, can have another baby. Perhaps they'll finally build have that it. cheese room uh, at the new Spurs Stadium. All right, well, as we've been talking about Europe, have you seen everyone in Holloway on Sky Sports. Hayley, you'll know about this. Discussing the new handball laws after Manchester City's injury time goal against Spurs was ruled out on Saturday. Have a listen.
3: I hope we get out of Brexit because that's what we've all voted for and sort that out because you cannot have someone telling us how to do our own game.
1: That's right. It's the EU's fault. We've got new handball laws in the English game. Uh, what else can we level at Donald Tusk & Co? Uh, the desperate situation at Bury. Is, is the EFL now being governed by Brussels bigwigs too? What else can we land uh, at the EU's door? Whatever the case, uh, someone needs to explain the European Union I think to Ian Holloway. A political point to be made
2: is that they've got longer in this transfer window, so maybe we could get longer... With a,
1: a Brexit extension yeah, is yeah. Yeah. is what you're after. I think you okay. know we've given it them with football, so maybe there you go. You know, Lindsay Hooper echoing the call of Jeremy Corbyn there. <laughs> Listen, Christmas is coming. No, seriously, it's 18 weeks away. Enough time, to... Christmas. Enough time to buy a staircase on eBay and a conservatory. <laughs> but you'll also need to start thinking about smaller items too. What about a good gift for your wife, girlfriend, auntie, mother, cousin, friend, whoever? Well, we've got a solution for you. It's Heist. Heist are the latest shapewear company in town and they're brilliant, they've created these tights that don't ladder, oh my god how awesome, the body suits which keep you feeling fit and fab and trim and tuck it all in, which um, believe me as a mother of two is a huge benefit. How does that happen? Well, the team creating their product, Lab 12, are using tech normally only found in sportswear so that it makes you confident that the clothing will move with your body, not against it. And there's more to come from Heist in 2020. I love this. We've got 15% off for you using the code HEIST15 in capitals H-E-I-S-T 15 which is jolly good indeed, Uh, go over to heist-studios.com to take advantage of that. That's heist-studios.com for 15% off using the code in capitals H-E-I-S-T 15. Heist, revolutionary underwear. This is The Offside Rule with me, Kate Borsay, joined in the studio by Lindsay Hoop da hoop da hooper and (laughs) Hayley McDaddy or should that be Mummy McQueen hello ladies and hello to you listeners topic two take that Mm Let's discuss Sado Berrejino as he's uh, proving the doubters wrong, isn't he? By scoring goals again at his new club, Zolta Waregem, Or, as Lindsay uh, has uh, just explained how to pronounce it to me... There's a stop in play, it's Varegem. Oh, my God, so bad. <laughs> uh, two and two appearances, in fact, in Belgium's Julepa League. That's Sado saying a bit of take that to Glenn Johnson and Peter Crouch, by the way, and Stoke City. Uh, Johnson branded Berrejino one of the worst professionals he's ever played with. First of all, I'm going to say... This is too soon. This is too soon to be saying that he
2: has proved any doubters wrong in my opinion and I actually had a lot of sympathy for Glenn Johnson because he's just, had don't he's had a bad love
1: rep. A panel member who kills a topic before it's even begun. <laughs>
0: it was brutal though. They it was absolutely oh, laid my into god! Him. I mean, look here. I mean.
1: said he was one of the worst professionals he's ever played with and advised clubs against signing him. Now that is strong in capitals. It
2: is, but that is born from a frustration. And I I guess the way that you would use an analogy is a really bad one because I was late today. Um, But when you're part of a team and we all have to be here at a certain time, It's like you being an ultimate pro and then someone else letting you down all the time and making you... I mean, he even talked about how they had to go back in for extra and then he didn't turn up for that. And it was because of him that they were having to do extra training. So you would get really annoyed by it. I think it was a public forum where maybe he should have just kept a little bit
1: more back for himself on that. But perhaps it has provided the kick up the bottom he needed to go and
2: show us He's had a lot of chances. A lot of chances that's, at clubs. And now, yeah. you know, great if he now takes it. But I think we're heralding him a little bit too soon, in my opinion. He after has a severely
0: games. bruised butt. Yes. He's had that many I kicks up
2: there. I
1: would say so. Uh, well, there we go. Perhaps it was written off a bit too soon. Perhaps it's too soon to say how he's going we'll to perform at Zortavara game. We, we will, will wait and see. see. Is there a danger of Daniel Sturridge doing the same at mm. Trabzon Sport? That's just happened, does not it? Well, maybe uh, that's a bit premature again. But chance to prove the critics wrong. Maybe it's just about playing in a different league. Maybe it's losing the baggage. Who knows? I want to talk, though, comeback kids, because there are definite cases where we can put this to the test. Hayley?
0: Okay. Uh, Not so much kids, but players who you thought might be coming to the end of their careers, gone elsewhere, disappeared. And then suddenly I'll be reading out a highlights montage from China or from the States. And you're like, oh, He's still going. He's play- <laughs> Didn't he retire like two years ago? Carlos Tevez is one of those, actually. He went back, of course, to Argentina and he plays for Boca and he's doing outstanding there. And I thought he was gonna be one of those lazy players who would just pick up the paycheck and off you go. Exact because he mm. I did not like him, as you well know, when he was at Manchester United, he was rude <laughs> and not a very nice person. I don't think he was a favourite of many people's at Manchester City, and of course didn't this doesn't just because of the poster, by the way, in Manchester. You remember Welcome to Manchester with the big blue poster of him. Uh, it's just because I didn't really like him. But he's doing amazingly out there. <laughs> There's also De Rossi as well, legend of the game, 36 years old. He ended his 18 years, 616 game career in Rome. Yes, this I thought summer, that was it for him. No? no, he's gone to Argentina. He he actually rejected an offer to remain at Rome in a director's role. And he's, he's doing sublimely. I like that, though, when players... Try and just
2: play for as long as they can. Mm.
1: Why, not? I, why not? If that's the thing that you absolutely a love lot doing, of them go back to their sort of original clubs or mm. their hometown clubs, um, don't they? And kind of step in for half a season. I remember Dirk uh, Kout doing that years ago. Now, uh, Lindsay? Well, one
2: of the ones. I wanted to hone in on straight away because I always found it a bit of a head scratcher because at Chelsea, um, and you'll all remember this not so long ago, when Branislav Ivanovic joined the club, he joined under Avram Grant when Avram Grant was manager. But even though he was the manager that brought him in, he never actually played him. He didn't make a single appearance under Grant. And you're thinking, well, why? Why have you brought in this player from Lokomotiv Moscow who had this great record and then not give him any chance Uh, the second season most Chelsea fans were thinking well is this going to be the season that we're going to see more of this new player but he really ended up being on the bench for much of it he didn't have a great performance as far as I can remember I think it was against Arsenal then Gus Hiddink came in and he just revitalized Ivanovic and he put him in as right back he scored twice in Chelsea's 3-1 win at Liverpool at Anfield and then under Carlo Ancelotti was equally as treasured. He became one of those players, one of those most reliable players and defenders in the Premier League. I think many of us will recall years and years of playing fantasy Premier League where you'd have Ivanovic in because he was just always, really solid. Always, because he'd always get the minutes, wouldn't but he? But it's just that going to prove wrong, the, the manager that originally
1: brought you in, and, and he, he did that with a plum. Uh, I've got a nice link to him. He is mentioned in my little nuggets because... Talking of comebacks, many thought after he'd bitten for the second or the third time, that was it for Suarez. He was kissing his career goodbye. He could no longer be controlled. He would just be phased out of the top leagues of football. But to be fair to him, he came back. He bit at Ajax in 2010, he went on to Liverpool. He bit Branislav Ivanovic, mm. didn't he, whilst playing for Liverpool. Got that 10-game ban. That was in 2013. He bit again in 2014 at the World Cup. I mean, he should uh, we have been were there at that by World this Cup. point for yes. biting so much. Italy's Giorgio Cellini, remember that one? He joined Barca that summer and arguably has played the best football of his career at Barcelona. Now, potentially on the way to Juventus. And
2: that links really nicely into another one I've got because of the Barcelona link. Go on. David Via. David Villa. Yeah, who you know will be heralded for many many years as one of the best players ever produced. But if you go back to the very beginning at Barcelona, he broke his foot in the was it the Club World Cup I think, and he was ruled out for pretty much a whole season. And that must have been around 2011 because he missed out on Euro 2012 for, from that. So there was a spell in his career where he wasn't as as um, frequently played. But 2012-13 for Barcelona, he just could not get back in that side because he was second fiddle to like Fabregas, Iniesta, Alexis. I mean, look at some of the players they've had. You can understand why it was so competitive. So being left out of the squad goes to Atletico. And then just lights it all up again. You know, his career was to come back and then show and then be one of the, the most sold great shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Haley. I was just looking at Radamel Falcao when he was banging in the goals for fun at Atleti. So when he was at uh, Athletic Madrid, he scored 52 goals in 68 games. Monaco, of course, snapped him up. And then he was let out on loan to Manchester United, where he didn't perform brilliantly. He was then loaned out to Chelsea. I remember thinking, just give him a bit of time. Give him mm. a bit of time. Please, Please, didn't quite work from at Chelsea. Either. I was worried he was going to go to Chelsea, having already been on loan at Manchester United, and suddenly start, start to um, them in. yeah. But that didn't happen either. He only made ten appearances and scored one goal. He went straight back to Monaco, tail between his legs, and um, Leonardo Jardim just made him captain straight away. It was like you, he did it because he needed a confidence boost, and he could see that he was a very different player arriving back at Monaco to the one that had obviously left. And was hailed as, you know, going to be one of the greatest players to have ever graced the pitches in the Premier League at Old Trafford and at Stamford Bridge, and it absolutely did not happen for him. I just him. don't think that Premier League football suited him.
2: No. See, he seems to. Have, you have these players, and this is the argument that's always laid at Messi's door: is Would he do it in the Premier League? Mm. I'm sure he would, but there are those players like Falcao who've done brilliantly across Europe, brilliantly abroad, come to
0: England and just struggle. And, and, just and there are there are those. League One is obviously a very, very different league, and he's banging in hat tricks law and playing in Europe but mm. he's thriving being a bigger name for it I'm not saying Monaco's a smaller team but when you come to the Premier League you're mixing with the whole group of stars and I think he's that type of player with that kind of yeah. ego that, that, that actually just suits him and he's been consistently scoring ever since and got his mojo back. Monaco featuring a
1: lot on today's podcast welcome to them. Uh, Louis van Gaal wanted to mention him on an international managerial basis because he had his first stint managing the Netherlands in 2000 to try and get them to qualify for the 2002 World Cup, but he failed. That hadn't happened to a Dutch side at that tournament since 1986, I think. So he left the post, failed, done. He did go on, though, to manage sides like Barcelona. Bit of a flop. He was actually there for a second time round after that Netherlands stint. And Bayern Munich, of course, where he achieved success. He tried again with the Netherlands. And this is his comeback 10 years later. This time successfully seeing them to the 2014 World Cup. Led them to the semi-finals. They lost to Argentina on penalties. But they secured third place after they defeated hosts Brazil. So a nice international managerial comeback there. Well, after that throwback, I think it's time to sit back, grab some popcorn and watch our favourite stars on the silver screen next on the Offside Rules.
3: Adrian! <laughs> it's Caroline. Uh, just checking that you're okay and coming back on Wednesday to the podcast this season. Yeah, hey Caroline. Yeah, I'm just getting my stats in line, brushing the dust off the match report book. See you Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Good, good, good. Sam, Sam, uh, it's Caroline here. Hope you're well. I haven't been scared off from last season yet, have you? Well, more to do this season on the Championship, on League One, on League Two... It's on a Wednesday this year. Hi, Caroline. Yeah, all good. Getting my scouting reports ready as I text. I've got a chic new wardrobe sorted, ready to work in solo. And I'll see you Wednesday. I am going to miss talking about Johnny McGinn, though, I tell you that much. Joe, are you there? Joe? Joe, it seems to be a problem with your, your line. You're all right. It's okay. I'm sure Bolton will be all right. They have a good crack at, at League Two. I mean, League One. And get some players into that was a deliberate mistake. I'll work it out, it'll all be okay in the end. Yeah, I know it's tough being a football fan. Let me tell you about Chelmsford. Are you still there, Joe? That's the band then back together again. Just have to wait for the season to start. That's the totally football league show, just like it was last year, but now on a Wednesday.
1: We've got the world in motion not the song, but the motion, as in motion pictures. More to the point. Footballers in motion pictures. And that's what we're going to reminisce on right now. Now, Lindsay, this is from you. After Billy Reid, assistant manager of Brighton, it appears as starring in a film. What's the film? What's going on? I love this
2: story. And it's something that I'm setting up to do a bit of a feature for the Premier League on, especially in the next international break when things go quiet. So hopefully I'm going to go and, <laughs> and do this story. when things go quiet, Lindsay's
1: epic film-based stories <laughs> come out. Next <laughs> the story will pop songs. <laughs> next um, it'll
2: be footballers turned into other jobs. Go on. What sorry. is really... What is quite fetching about this is that so Billy Reed and Graham Potter when they were in Sweden with Ostersunds they had this big emphasis on the arts and culture so they took the players to the opera and things like that they really? put a real value on it as nice. team bonding and so I started reading into it about that and then discovered this gem of a story which was in the local paper that Billy Reed, as assistant manager had been uh, approached by only a 19 year old up and coming brilliant filmmaker who made his first, first feature film and said would you have a part in it? I'm a, an Albion season ticket holder. So I, I believe that he's a landlord or plays a pub landlord in this feature film. And I thought, right, that that's that's great. And it, it got me thinking about the world of film linked with football. There are some that, Everybody knows. I mean, even if you don't like football, you probably yeah, know the Stan Collymore one. Beckham and, and Gold Vinnie Jones, and George Lord Best. Yeah, Cantonar as well. But have you got some more? Well, well, I mentioned so I mentioned it in the Totally Football show because I've done that as well this week. And immediately. The, yeah, well, they were all trying to, to get in on the act,
1: and that Ali McCoyst a shot at Glory. On was on a minute. Mentioned. I've got Ali McCoyst, and we've got the trailer. Let me let me tell you about Ali McCoyst. He played Scotland's most notorious star soccer player. Now there's a clue as to how bad this film was. <laughs> going to go uh, Jackie McQuillan was the character's name as he tries to save the football club from the small town of Kilnocky Bizarrely the former Rangers player McCoy um, played a role heavily linked with Celtic in this film but let's just listen to 30 seconds of the trailer and you'll understand why the flick was such a flop
0: In the small village of Kilnocky not much ever changes you should try
1: this new invention Gordon called a car
0: but now, it is of
3: course the recent signing by Kilnocky of Jackie McQuillan,
0: Scotland's most notorious star soccer player. There's
3: McQuillan! Oh,
0: unbelievable. Has been chosen to boost the town's struggling team.
3: This guy's going to give us the punch we need, Gordon, to make a run at the cup. Don't you want to
0: win a cup? Teams win the cup, Peter. Not prima donnas reminiscing their past
3: glories.
1: Hayley, how's the oh. uh, excessive amount of fake Scottish in that uh, Aye. trailer, Gordon? Brilliant Garden. It had to be a Garden, garden, didn't there? Because it's Scottish. What the movie. Nick Miller
2: and Duncan Alexander on totally were like, actually Ali McGuist is a pretty good actor. Yeah. So sure. As long as he's
0: driving a car. <laughs> um, what have you got for us, Haley? Well, this one I didn't actually know about. As we've all mentioned, we're not going to go through the long lists of various famous footballers and the movies that have appeared in, because a lot of them are obvious. This, to me, wasn't. Batman the movie, which was the Lego version, the Lego Batman movie, okay. Okay, was voiced over in French, the French version Antoine Griezmann.
1: <gasps> oh, ah. my God. Can I just follow up on that one? Yeah. And say on. a similar thing happened, but with a different superhero movie, mm. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse in English. But in France, it was called Spider-Man New Generation. Who played the Buffon Vert, the Green Goblin? Eric Cantor. Uh, who played it? Who played it? It was animated. So you didn't get to see this footballer in a uh, tight green lycra bodysuit. Unfortunately, it was. Genella. That's it is. Olivier Giroud. Oh. oh. I love oh. the idea that That's Olivier a Giroud was at Buffon Vert. So from Griezmann
0: and Giroud to... Yes, so from a kid's movie to... Um, what about an adult movie? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Yes, and this is quite recent. Is this triple X rated? It, it actually is. Oh. And the guy's name is just brilliant as well. Davide Lovinella. His, his actual name. What is Lovinella? Lovinella, yep. He retired at 24 years old, right? Who did he play for? Oh, someone. Syria D side. But he was looking for a bit of an extra cash on the side whilst he was trying to make it up the ranks in Italy. Didn't quite work. And he decided that he would just try out for adult movies. And uh, following successful auditions, according to this news report. Auditions? Yep. He was one of 3,000 selected to work with director.
1: 3,000 people?
0: There's, there's a, obviously a famous adult... That's a adult, huge STD yep, waiting to happen, yep, isn't it? movie director in front of camera. He flew to Budapest. He went to some academy that this director actually runs. What, the Academy yep. of Making Porn Films? And then... As if, like, his name, Davide Lovinella, is a good name, but he changed his name to Davide Montana. Why? (laughs) I don't know. And speaking of his career switch, now he's got a long-term girlfriend as well. He said, it's not like being in bed with your partner, so you have to work hard and be stable. (sighs) But how weird is that? Welcome to the joy of long-term relationships.
1: (laughs) You have to work harder if you're in a porn movie. I've switched this on his head a
2: little bit Mm. because I thought rather than have... Footballers that ended up being in films, why don't we take film stars or TV actors uh, that used to be really good at football uh, that we didn't know about? So Matt Smith who's Doctor Who, as many people would know, Uh, used to play for the Leicester City Youth Team, played for um, Northampton Town and others, so was very, very good at football. Mm. Some of my favourites, though, uh, and I know that this is more of our generation. Do you remember the Gladiators and Wolf? Yes, Yes. I do. (laughs) I loved him. He appeared for Gillingham in a reserves match against Cambridge United. Really? How about that? And... Did he just growl at everyone? <laughs> Get out of the way the goal. I wonder if he uh, tied his hair back as well. And then Daley Thompson, who of course was just good at everything anyway, decathlon. And a lovely guy. And a lovely guy. I've met him before. But he actually went on to play professional football for Mansfield Town and Stevenage. What,
1: Daley Thompson? Yeah, as well as featuring for Ilkeston in non-league football because well, he just can do everything. Blown me away, Lindsay Hooper. Thank you very much. Hayley, you've got something to finish us off with? Yeah, just... Not, right.
0: not in that way as we've just talked about. Oh, no, we
1: can't put that in. Oh, anyway. Oh, my
0: gosh. I just want to mention something again. I like to give my dad a bit of a mention these days. He went so many years, I just forgot what he did. And people come up to him and remind me that I'm he played sorry. football, you, you, of course. You, you forgot that your my dad da- played football. Well, you just kind of do, don't West you, sometimes? <laughs> Until people- How's his his dad? Dad. I'm like he's oh, more yeah, dad than football yeah. dad. Yeah. It was such a long time ago. But the film The Damned United, there was a character that played my dad and he was the same age as me and it was really weird because he looked like my dad when he was young and I sat next to him in the cinema with his family so I sat next to the man who was playing my dad dad. at the same age and sat next to Eddie Gray's son who played Eddie Gray so they actually didn't just get film stars to come in and play the footballers they used... Their children, because obviously he had a really good likeness, so Eddie Gray's son got a bit of a shot at being in the movie. So that was a kind of a weird one for me. Mm, but there, yeah, great but story. Cool. that was in a movie.
3: This is the offside rule from Muddy News Media.
1: Uh, talking about movies to any other business and a theme tune. Has anyone worked on a theme tune whilst I've been away, Producer no. Abby? Nope. We thought that you would have maybe got one for us yeah. as a present from I'm holiday. I'm still waiting for my any other business theme tune. Uh, so any other business, any other business, any other business. Uh, let's discuss something <laughs> <laughs> musical theatre. <laughs> let's discuss some of the smaller stories from the week. I'll kick off with a very early departure. Now you may have thought that uh, Jan Sewitt and uh, Sol Campbell leaving their clubs early. Was very early. But what about Sierra Leone forward Musa Noah Kamara, who's ended his contract with Swedish club Trelleborgs? Uh, well, in fact, it's been cancelled oh. just after a week. Why? It was too cold what? for the poor love. Too cold for him. <laughs> You, you may not think that's weird. Uh, well, the average temperature in Freetown, Sierra Leone, is about 28 degrees at the moment. We'll stay around 30 degrees. In Malmo, which is close to where Trelleborg's play, it's in the low 20s. Not that bad. I think he's being a giant wuss. I understand it probably gets colder in Sweden. But I think using the excuse of it's too chilly for me is poor. Lindsay?
2: Well, I'm going to be going to Watford against West Ham this weekend. Nice. I wanted to give a mention to Mark Noble. It's the 15th anniversary of his debut for the club. And Are they do anything special? I think they might do. And also he should play because he's been training all week. So he should, he should be back mm. and he should be fit again. And 15 years at one football club, you look at loyalty in football now. You, you don't see that very often. And so I hope they make a big for all mm. for him. But really interesting battle, I think, because both teams haven't got off to a great start to life in the Premier League this season. Both being tipped to be potential top seven team.
1: Uh, Talking um, of interesting battles, you're on Fighting Talk. Oh yeah, aren't I you? am now, as well. Now, uh, Lindsay has a fourth place history on Fighting uh, Talk. No, 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 no. So was right, it was a third place. It was a third place history, But not last time you were on, what happened? I won. Yes. I won So there's quite Talk. some pressure ding, on ding, your ding. shoulders. If Manchester City thought they had it bad this season... Mm. Just wait and see how Lindsay Hooper so does on Saturday.
2: Does that mean I'm defending my title? Yes. Yeah, basically. Yes. So yes. I'll I tell you who I've got to go up against. Greg Brady, Dougie rubbish. Anderson and Josh Denzel. You'll be fine. You'll be ah. absolutely
1: fine. They're all rubbish. Um, Haley, we know you like a trip to Miami. And many say that David Beckham's desire to have his own MLS franchise is a death wish. Well, it actually could be because now it's been found that the proposed stadium site has arsenic contamination. <gasps> Uh, with levels twice the legal limits. It's had to be shut down, this golf course where the stadium's going to... Prepare, and there's a whole development there. It's had to be shut down after an environmental report.
0: Cripes. Cripes,
1: indeed. The whole thing could fall down to arsenic, quite oh, literally.
0: God. Uh, well, Miami's going to be underwater in about 30 years anyway, so... Bad place to build. Uh, anyway. What
1: about your business, Haley?
0: Well, it's a lovely story because... It's to do with using social media in a very positive way. We've seen the negatives of what can happen with trolling and Twitter, alleged fans abusing footballers. Well, what about footballers using Twitter, Instagram and social media for good? So Zappa Costa, who left Chelsea for Roma, would only go and sign a season-long loan if when they announced his signing alongside an advert – Not any advert because you know that when you watch uh, a Twitter reveal, which they do now, they have these fancy videos and they get tens of thousands of views, maybe maybe even hundreds of thousands of views. He has teamed up with a charity called Missing Kids and Missing People. And he made sure that the media department at Roma on their English Twitter and the Italian Twitter... Didn't just have him signing for the club, that it was a split screen and there were pictures of missing children with a helpline number, when they went missing, where they were missing from, flashed up as well. So as you watched him signing, the news of these kids and lots of them, I mean, there were really small children as well were were basically shown as brilliant and coverage and yeah. well done for doing good with you know non
1: traditional forms of media yeah. I suppose mm. very nice indeed uh, well just before we wrap up some really good news for the three of us okay. so pleased a study says that women aged fifty five to seventy five would hugely what? benefit I heard this. hang on in in later life would hugely benefit from playing football regularly there's still hope for us yet ladies especially you and your bungalow Lindsay you're completely set. <laughs> up for this already I'm getting a flash forward to Granny Borsay Nanny Hooper and Great Aunt McQueen buzzing around a five a side pitch as we approach pensionable age Great I don't news. know because one, a
2: broadcaster that we, we know uh, Sue Thurl broke her leg doing walking football it's not oh, always good for how's you how's that
1: possible a uh, well, really is, horrible break uh, on that sad note that's uh, another week <laughs> done <laughs> did I bring it down she was back working on Saturday so let's bring it round and tell you that's it for us this week on The Offside Rule. Please do hit subscribe on your various devices to make sure you get each episode as soon as it's launched. How many stars do we need, Haley? and how do they do it?
0: There's only one option. The option is five stars, and then you just leave a review and tell us how amazing we and are. And how?
1: what's so lush about the five stars is you just have to click on the last one, that's and it. the rest auto-fill with those little beaming gold stars of joy. Uh, let us know what you think of the new season of the podcast. Uh, we'll read out our favourite comments. Uh, plus, it helps other people find us too. Until next time, and I should say, Hayley, we're taking it on a game-by-game basis now for you and this baby. We don't know when it's going to arrive. It looks like it could drop at any moment. Uh, But we may well see you again before the end of the season. We may not. It just, that's the joy of pregnancy, right? You never quite know. The joy, I would use different words,
0: (laughs) but we'll go with joy for the day.
1: Until next time, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at OffsideRulePod for both. And check out our website too, OffsideRulePodcast.com. Loads going on there. Take a look to see what's happening. Hayley and Lindsay, thank you, listeners. Thank you. We'll be back next week. With more. Tackle bye. Chatty bye. Okay.
3: The offside rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, email sales at muddyneesmedia.com.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.